0: everybody and welcome back to the picnic table and chat Uh, this is episode one of season three so massive thank you all to coming back for another episode tonight we've got a really awesome interview lined up with tim from intrepid exotics and i find that really hard to say you know what my speech is like so if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself tim that'd be really awesome
1: hey man hey it's good to be here it's really cool to uh hear from you about uh sitting down and talk for a little while today
0: yeah brilliant no thank you for coming on man it's a real pleasure to actually meet you and i've been watching your videos for a while so it's a real pleasure to actually have you on the show
1: oh that's cool that's cool yeah Um, so
0: as always i've got some um questions lined up for you so we're just gonna jump on in if that's all right yeah absolutely absolutely fire away brilliant so um when did you start getting into reptiles and what got you into them um
1: you know oddly enough I got started with uh aquariums uh marine aquariums and so forth that was the first uh my first real exposure to keeping animals I spent spent a lot of time bouncing all over the country and you know military so I was like moving every two years so currently I'm in uh North Carolina out here in the U.S of course and as soon as I kind of got out here and planted roots, and I knew I could put something in one place and not have to move it every two years. So I got started in in aquariums. Um, That was probably about eight years ago. Um, Followed through with that for a little while. And, you know, the fish, they're really fun, but you can only play with them for so long before they want to go back in the water. Yeah,
0: yeah, Yeah, there's that.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, um, probably, I mean, I'd, I'd say four or five years ago, uh, we got started with like ball pythons and bearded dragons and so forth, and just had some really unique opportunities to work with some really awesome animals, um, some unique circumstances with some, uh, big constrictors, you know, a lot of reticulated pythons that I took care of for a long time. So it just, it all just kind of snowballed from there to, uh,
0: you know, now I've got the whole herd downstairs that, yeah. yeah yeah well we know that feeling it happens the same in ant keeping you get one and before you know it you've got about well I've got 37 colonies myself oh wow yeah (laughs) it's noble (laughs) it's like you say yeah um so what do you currently keep as a pet um
1: well I've got kind of finite space right here for right now um so unfortunately there's not a whole lot more that I can keep I've got uh two big reticulated pythons uh they're not big by retake standards one of them's uh 15 foot and about 65 yeah. pounds uh the other one is and you've probably seen them uh on the channel uh, and my other female she's she's pushing 14 feet and almost 50 pounds so i've got a couple retakes i've got a uh, adult male burmese uh burmese hatchling female that's just been awesome
0: and um
1: I've got a ball constrictor i've got my green tree python back here behind me uh that I just recently brought into the fold yeah yeah
0: I really like them I've wanted one for quite a while but my wife won't let me really yeah yeah she says no to snakes and spiders basically
1: <laughs> yeah spiders is where a lot of people draw the line um, even even with snake people
0: yeah but that's, that's kind of funny because
1: my daughter keeps tarantulas
0: Ooh, yeah I I want one but like I always wanted one of the, uh birdie and Goliath ones you know the really big. I bird. had one yeah oh
1: yeah I had one and she was it was a female and she was maybe this big around uh she was still growing but she had a bad molt, and I lost her she was molting you know I had all her parameters and everything on point she just had a bad molt, and I came in there one day she was upside down no
2: so
0: I mean it, it does happen it's always a shame when that happens yeah it's one of them things you just can't help and avoid. Like you say, all the parameters are right. It's just, it just yeah. happened.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's just, I mean, sometimes things happen and are just unexpected and unexplained and yeah, but, uh, but yeah, I'll,
0: I'll get another one at some point. She was really
1: cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, what else do you keep? Do you keep any other things apart from snakes?
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I've got a uh, five foot Nile
0: monitor here as well. Um, so i'm really
1: looking forward to the warmer weather coming so we can get him outside he's gotten really rambunctious over the winter time yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna actually be putting out a good deal of videos of having him out in the backyard playing and stuff like that uh, it should be really cool so i've got the Nile monitor i've got a couple bearded dragons a few leopard geckos uh crested geckos i've got um, ball python jungle carpet python uh florida king snake and a couple hog noses. my black and white tegu of course i just took her yes. in before probation season so uh she's been a lot of fun and i've got a couple of unique things here uh one from your neck of the woods i've got a hedgehog here
0: oh yeah okay <laughs> okay so um going into that is that something that is not native around where you are it's not it's not that's kind of a weird concept for me because they're just like everywhere, you know?
1: Yeah, I know. And and actually, before I got into them, I always thought, you know, when somebody said hedgehog, I thought it was something that was native all over the place. But
0: I didn't, yeah. I didn't know it was mainly Europe where they're at. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. so did you have to get that like imported from Europe or did you?
1: No, there was a local breeder out
0: here. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, that's so. interesting yeah yeah. So we had a
1: local breeder out there for that and um i also keep prairie dogs
0: yes okay prairie dogs so they are they normal dogs or are they actually a different thing like they're rodents that? They're oh okay
2: yep
1: yeah they're rodents and wow. um they're really really unique animals
0: yeah okay um, i don't know much about them i've heard the name but i honestly i don't think i've ever seen a picture of them really yeah really. But
1: at some point here I'll go I'll run into the next room and uh grab one and bring it in here and just go ahead and bring him out on camera for a little bit uh, yeah we so can get a look at him but they a really unique fact about prairie dogs is I've read a couple things that um where they had studied communication between the prairie dogs and compared it to other animals and there's some people that believe that prairie dogs have the most sophisticated communication Wow any animal outside of human beings Uh, it was really cool to to read the study because they would have they would study the noises that they made amongst each other um, and a person would walk out wearing a blue shirt they make a certain series of noises Um, uh, that same person would walk out wearing a red shirt they the only thing that would be different is the one little noise that they made so they're and it was that way with um they could differentiate between um you know a large person or a small person wear a red shirt a blue shirt yeah, um, yeah. They differentiate between like
0: domesticated animals and and foxes and wolves and things like that wow so really yeah. complex communication yeah stories, wow that's really interesting yeah um, i think i have seen things like that maybe I, I, there might be a program on in yeah I'm pretty sure there's a program about something like that yeah I've might have seen them on the telly yeah
1: yeah because I mean that that would have been you know i done a lot of research and stuff getting ready because I put out a video about them and talked yeah. about that and kind of you know put some footage in there of what yeah. I had seen because you know that was that was another one of those animals that I kind of learned about it as I went yeah. um my first exposure to Prairie dogs was I was uh, helping a person out uh, this person some practices i didn't necessarily agree with one of the practices that he had was keeping he had a pair of prairie dogs in a snake house uh yeah it wasn't wasn't a good situation at all one of them uh one of them unfortunately didn't make it and i was able to get the other one out of there um and kind of nursed him back to health and kept him for a good year and a half almost two years uh before he passed but uh so it was one of those things where i rescued him and as soon as i did then i had to go and learn everything i needed to know about him yeah um yeah. there was a lot better than the alternative of just letting him sit there and waste the away yeah, of course
0: wow um, that yeah that's that's quite interesting like um was he just someone who didn't know what they were doing or just had it in a bad situation or
1: well uh you, you know how they say if you don't have anything nice to say about somebody, you don't say yeah. anything all at right. all.
0: That's, to Be honest, that's what I always say on these streams. We always try and yep. keep it friendly, and if we always say if someone's not here <clears> to <throat> defend themselves as well, it's not fair to exactly. give them dicks. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I mean, if if he
1: happens to end up watching this at some point, he'll know exactly who I'm uh, talking about and he'll know why. But yeah. uh, everybody else, I like to try to stay just as pleasant as possible
0: yeah yeah, yeah, that's fine that's fine so let's carry on with the interview then um what is your absolute dream animal if you could have anything what would it be
1: i've got i've got a short list
0: um okay. well, i think we all do to be honest right a long list
1: yeah yeah i mean i i say it's a short list but it's probably probably more than more than it needs to be when when i get more space to work with one of the first things I want to get my hands on is green anaconda. Wow. Uh, okay. I've yeah. always wanted to put, you know, have the space to do up a proper green anaconda enclosure and get a big female in there and just interact with her. You know, I've got the longest snake species in the world with three ticks. Uh, I want to get the heaviest one too. So, and plus they're gorgeous animals. Uh, yeah ab- yes. Absolutely yes. amazing. Um, and if you've seen the, uh, like the melanistic sailfin dragons, and I don't have a picture handy that I could pull up really quick, um, but look them up. They're really there's there's a couple that I've seen that are black, and they've got this long dinosaur-like fin that runs down their tail, almost um, almost rhino iguana-ish, except um, they've got a really distinctive snout on them, and the, the pictures that I'd seen, they've got ice blue eyes. And wow, okay yeah gorgeous animals definitely yeah. something to look up yeah uh, i like that yeah so i want to do that i want to get my hands on some uh, false water cobras because uh, i think those are just really gorgeous animals like but, yeah. uh, but yeah i mean as 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 time goes you know as as i get more room and i can get more animals and so forth you know it's gonna enhance what i can put out on the channel and and yeah you know, the situations kind of feed each other you know
0: yeah yeah i mean i I always say the same if i can move to a much bigger place then the possibilities are endless you know yeah but it's all a space issue i mean i've got more tanks in here than i probably should (laughs) Um, my wife keeps saying like there's less and less space in every room like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna move the kids out Um, i'm gonna build an extension build a garage (laughs) um, get a second house whatever it takes you know
1: yeah it's the position I think a lot of us end up in I was that way with my aquariums because you can't you know there's so many different species of fish that you can't house together so I had the octopus tank the seahorse tank had the predator tank over here with the sharks and stingrays and a freshwater tank and so I just my whole house every wall was covered in a fish tank somewhere
0: yeah yeah well that's what it's like with me with ants um going into your fish did you ever do salt water yeah things how how did you find that was it easy or difficult because i've been doing a bit with it but it's not like it's not a natural thing for me not like yeah i found i picked it up really easily right Um, with fish like with salt water there's just so much to it isn't it do you find it was a challenge
1: yeah yeah it was it was a challenge um i found that you know once you get over the learning curve you get a really good understanding of the nitrogen cycle yeah. and some of the some of the the ways that you can set the tank up so that it um allows for the right amount of bacterial growth in there to balance everything out and you get just the right amount of you know vegetation it just it's just all such a balancing act with that in yeah. order to make it work pretty much on its own yeah yeah that's um, my predator tank was the hardest one to keep clean because you know i had like i said california stingrays in there i had a bamboo shark and a couple different eels and those will just rip anything apart (laughs) that you put inside they're just so so big and so active so you know you've got a finite amount of live rock that you can keep in there and you know they, they say you're supposed to have a pound of rock per gallon of water i think it was um and i fell way short on that so i had a big pump underneath uh with a lot of bioactive material in there and so forth yeah but i mean some of the tanks were were easier to take care of than others um you know the things that i had like the tangs and the um you know puffer fish and stuff like that in little fox faces it was a lot easier to manage the uh, ratio of rock to
0: water in there yeah yeah okay so
1: but, yeah, it was, it was a big learning curve because I started with, uh, of course, I started with freshwater fish,
0: you know. Yeah, of a, course. Everyone does, yeah. Free fish tank. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's exactly how it started. I was doing project
1: management for a construction company, and the lady pointed at this 90-gallon bow front. And she's like, oh, that'll be out of here. I'm giving that away. Right. I'm like, oh, that's a nice tank. How about if I just give you 50 bucks for it and call it good? <laughs> yeah. and <laughs> <Then> I'll get it. <laughs>
0: that started it. There's no
1: such thing as a free fish tank no
0: oh no because then there's so much <laughs> more that needs doing with it as well yeah yeah, yeah. um so what is your biggest animal I'm going to say animal because it includes everything and what is your smallest because I know you've got some insane sized snakes yeah
1: yeah well my, my biggest snake is my uh, male purple tiger reticulated python he's uh 15 foot and about 65 pounds and he is a workout
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that is a hefty
1: snake he is he is if you've ever handled smaller snakes you know like corn snakes and stuff like that you know where you pick them up and they're just all over the place and yeah. you know you're constantly chasing them well he's the same way yeah. <laughs> except he's really big yeah. And, uh, yeah so i mean he's a he's a workout yeah. Uh so he's um, my biggest one and i've got a, a small i think my smallest snake is my little male hog nose okay little hog nose is still really really
0: small and he's kind of refusing to grow for me oh.
1: <laughs>
0: um, pound for pound a snake's very strong i was just thinking you say like when they're moving about and stuff they're all muscle aren't they there's not yeah. much fat to them um not generally a lot of fat but they are all muscle aren't they yeah yeah. yeah
1: it's it's amazing how how strong of a grip those animals can get on you yeah. um, I, I had the opportunity wow. to take care of literally hundreds of reticulated pythons the biggest ones at this facility was um, wow. over 20 feet and over 200 pounds Wow and fortunately i never gotten wrapped up by one of them <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but even still just managing them Um you know if they're socialized and you manage them right you know you you can guide them fairly easily and so forth I mean one person can handle it um yeah. if they know what they're doing if the snake decides it wants to fight or something they're going to need help you always need to have more than one person for a big animal like that anyway just for safety purposes but yeah. you know you can manage an animal that size if it's socialized um, by yourself yeah, yeah. depending yeah. on what you want to do you're not going to pick it up by yourself yeah. but um <laughs> But the biggest snake I'd ever been bitten and wrapped by was about sixteen foot, about sixteen foot female. Wow! And yeah, and I I messed up, misread a food response, and she got a hold of me, right. and it was instantaneously she had gotten a hold of my wrist right here. Yeah. And before I knew it, she had coils around my arm, around my shoulders, and everything. I mean, she just instantly got on there and was just um, wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, like, yeah and and when they when it's a mistaken food response you know they think they've got prey there so they latch yeah. on like they mean it and she yeah, meant yeah. it. yeah
0: <laughs> was that scary did you think like oh this could be the end or no 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 no, no it
1: wasn't it wasn't that bad um my I've been been a couple times just just yeah. working with that many snakes it happens you know I've had some some defensive strikes from some males before, and I've been, been interrupted a couple of times by females. But what I found, and the first time is, is really a wake up call. Uh, but it, it's good. I think it's an experience that every snake keeper should have, um, just so that you know how to manage it when and if it does yeah, happen. Because yeah, yeah. we all make mistakes, you know, and things happen. And it's especially if you've got somebody else over and you're showing them, you're, you need to know how to mitigate it. Yeah. But, um, now for for me as soon as she got a hold of me the only thing that kept going through my head was keep your chin tucked and don't let her head move
0: <laughs> yeah okay yeah and, and, and that makes that, a lot of sense actually keep your chin tucked yeah. down so they can't get around your neck
1: mm-hmm. yep yeah and, wow. no, i mean I, I was a martial artist for a while too I mean, that's the first thing you do you start getting wrapped up like that your chin goes down protect your yeah, throat yeah
0: <laughs> and, uh... yeah, yeah I, I know that from boxing you know yeah
1: exactly so um so yeah and you know they've got they've got these recurved teeth in their mouth they've got six rows of them so they've got the row on the bottom they've got a row on top and then they've got another row that goes across the roof of their mouth I didn't know that wow yeah yeah and they're um you know on a bigger snake they're pretty grizzly so when they get a hold of you if you try pulling them off you're going to end up lodging teeth in your hands. It's going to yeah. slice you just like a whole bunch of razor blades. Um, and it's going to be really bad. So when you get bit, the first thing you do is secure their head. Okay. Um, you know, you make sure, of course, that you, you've got an airway that they're not choking you out. But anything big enough that can do any kind of damage, you should have another person there with you anyway. Yeah. So it's so all like the way we manage bites is, you know, you just, you control a snake's head, get somebody out there to kind of start unwrapping them a little bit. And typically, we'd use something like um, Listerine to shoot yeah. down into the pits of the mouth. You can use vodka, uh, pretty much anything that's like cold and foul tasting. Yeah, um, just to kind of snap them out of it, and make them realize, oh, this isn't a rabbit. This, yeah, yeah, this it tastes taste want, Yeah, I don't. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. So, and you know, and once they let loose, um, you know, as long as you, as long as you don't manhandle them too much, that one you know as soon as she released me and we got her unwrapped um I handled her later that day and everything was fine oh okay well there you go
0: I I think the best thing is to get straight back to it isn't it otherwise you can allow that fear to sort of build oh yeah yeah I mean the the first time I ever got bit you know
1: I still had to continue working with the snakes the rest of the day and I was gunshot yeah
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah, yeah um so what's the most painful bite you've ever received
1: I mm. don't oh, know, man. I really think it has to be from my Nile monitor. Oh, okay. I think um, because, you know, they don't have the, the long teeth that the snakes have. Yeah. Um, but they've just got, it's like these two little rows of razor blades in their mouth. Yeah. And I had it's him out. One, yeah, yeah, I had him out one day. Um, I didn't take the time to really uh, mess with him a whole lot before I picked him up. I just went into his enclosure and you know picked him up and set him on my shoulder. He crawled up, and then of course, like they do, you know, he crawled up on top of my head. And the next thing I know, he bit my spine. <laughs> wow. yeah Yeah, he just latched on either side of my spine on the back of my neck and just hung on for wow. your life. Wow. Um so I was a little nervous the whole time he was on there. Yeah. It took a couple minutes to get him off. It felt like about three weeks.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but
1: um you know, I finally had gotten him uh had gotten him off my neck and he was just as soon as he came off my neck, he'd come around and he was upside down on my arm, all four legs wrapped around my arm and I was like trying to, you know, knock him off into his tub, into the into the enclosure. But I mean that's just Nile monitors are, are probably one of the most
0: difficult lizards to uh to work with yeah, yeah I uh, have heard that actually they're just a nightmare yeah. in general yeah
1: yeah they it, it's just you know it, it's different from it's so much different from reading a snake um snakes they typically don't shift their mindset and right. their body language doesn't really change a whole lot that quickly yeah. um yeah. for instance like when you go in and you shut down a feeding response once you shut down that feeding response, as long as the snake doesn't get scared, as long as you don't do anything to frighten it, it'll typically stay in that same frame of mind. Yes. Uh, so it's a little bit easier to trust them. Now my now yeah. monitor, I can open up the enclosure and he can come up and really long tongue flicks that you look for and everything and yeah. just be really yeah. chill. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, anything can happen. Catch his attention, he instantly goes up on point If i move my hand too fast that food response will kick in and it'll just go after it and you've got lizard mouth coming (laughs) in
0: they're fast as well they are very fast i think right they use their tails to sort of like propel themselves forward as well in the water yeah yeah
1: yeah he can he can throw himself out of the tub because i've got a full-size bathtub yeah yeah when it's feeding time and i go to the bowl in there he'll he'll kick that tail and just jump out of it like a
0: dolphin wow that's yeah. pretty interesting pretty cool yeah. i mean that that alone's worth filming for YouTube. <laughs> yeah it is yeah
1: I'm, I'm getting ready to do another video with him here in the next couple of weeks or so um, yeah so hopefully well
0: I'll, uh, I'll be keeping my eyes open for that definitely yeah hopefully
1: he, he decides to be nice to me
0: <laughs> um, so how often do you try and handle your snakes as such because i know you try and get them used to you don't you yeah as much as you can so how often do you recommend people handle their snakes
1: you know it depends on the snake um it really does some of my snakes are perfectly happy if I never even look at them uh my female hog nose yeah she's I I can handle her and you know take her out and work with her and so forth um but she's perfectly happy if she never has to see me outside of feeding time yeah um my uh I've my male my male reticulated Python he's he's really energetic and he likes you know he likes the interaction so I'll get him out you know every week or two something like that yeah uh, my female excuse me my female is just every time I go downstairs she's right up by the door her and my male burmese are the same way so I can. I can handle them every day, and they'd be perfectly happy with it. Nice. And sometimes I can too.
0: Is the female the fourteen-foot one?
1: uh Yes. Yeah. 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 She, she's uh, the mildly yeah. the greenish-looking
0: female. She she is lovely. Uh, I watched that video where you were uh, stroking her, and yeah, like, she's so calm and relaxed, and like the way you pick her up, she's just not bothered at all, is she?
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's you know that's that's a lot of the stuff, you know, dear you know, the last couple of years, it's not so much anymore, but you'd see all of the snake bite videos. And you know, you'd see the guys fighting these monster snakes trying to get eggs out from under them and stuff. Yeah. And it just I that just gives so many people the wrong impression of what these animals are like, when they're in their natural state, you know,
0: yeah. in our natural stages,
1: meaning they're not afraid of anything. Now, not mm-hmm. you, once you've got that relationship built with them, they're just, they can be so easy to manage and so easy to work. With.
0: Yeah. they they look like so cool when you're doing it i mean like you say it it all depends on the snake and the keeper i think how you deal with the situation not going in there panicking or going in there rushed i think that was a major point you tried to get across in your videos it's not just to try and scoop them up it's to actually spend a bit of time like saying hello to them and stuff yeah
1: yeah I, th- I think that applies to most any animal you know I mean even if yeah. you walk up to a dog or something like that and it's sleeping and you're just you're really quick and you go in there on it you know yeah. wake up and startle it there's no telling what it's going to do but
0: yeah no you're completely right you're completely right um also you said that the 14 foot is still kind of small for that. Uh, is it yeah. a reticulated python am I getting that right yes yeah um so what size do they grow to I think the
1: Biggest one in captivity that I'm aware of is 24, 25 feet. Wow. Something like that. Wow. So like the um, length of my house, basically. Yeah. they um, And, you know, there's always the fish stories. Yeah. You yeah. look up largest, largest snake and there'll be all kinds of pictures of, you know, these massive 30-foot monsters and so forth. But nobody can seem to prove it. Yeah. Uh, yeah but, you know, the, the largest
0: one I personally
1: had my hands on was about 22 feet. Wow. And about two hundred twenty pounds or so.
0: Wow, that's a big, powerful animal. Like, right? so out in the wild, what sort of thing would that take down? Could that take down like an ox, or
1: what would it? Uh, I'm, I'm sure young young ox, maybe deer. um yeah any kind of uh wild cat, I would think something that big would be able to wild, get. Yeah
0: yeah I
1: always hear them about eating crocodiles and things like that younger ones and so forth but I mean they're yeah. once a snake gets that big I mean they're they're, they're an apex predator yeah they are yeah, um, yeah. it's an interesting dichotomy that they go through in their life cycle because when they first are born they're food for everything yeah yeah and, and um you know, birds other snakes rodents whatever you know anything will eat them but once they start to get that mass behind them they're just they it really it's forced to yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's yeah. it is such a humbling experience to have a 22 foot muscle with teeth on the end of it <laughs> yeah and make yeah. friends with it because
0: <laughs> yeah yeah make friends with it you don't want to be on the enemy side right
1: right yeah it, it's it's a really humbling experience I man they're just amazing amazing animals and extremely okay. intelligent man. once you once you get to know a specific animal and you can kind of read its behavior yeah uh, you know even even some of the ones if you're not familiar with it but it's it's really special once you actually know the animal and i mean they just you, you can look in their eyes and, and a whole all these little subtle differences and sure. where their eyes move the pupils the way their tongue moves the way they hold themselves and you just you get to the point where you can kind of meld all of that stuff together into kind of picking
0: up on your language yeah and yeah it's just no, really I, yeah you know like, you get that connection don't you yeah yeah definitely and you really got to have it too if you want to handle
1: them safely because you got to be able to know what they're thinking yeah
0: yeah and it's a lot of trust as well like you say they've got to trust you and you need to trust them and you're only going to get that from spending that like bit of time together trying to connect you know yeah yeah it's really important that the animal trust you because i mean that's
1: that's what a lot of people that's what gets a lot of people bit is they just you know even if it's a socialized animal that they've had if they do something it's naturally going to frighten it and uh, they'll get hit <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. oh yes um do you think there's many common mistakes made by like new keepers is there anything like that really jumps out as a common mistake
1: um
0: Overhandling.
1: yeah um I think man it's kind of hard to nail down and it. it's hard to nail down a single one and you see there's a lot <laughs> yeah I mean you, you see see so many mistakes made yeah. um you know subtle stuff that people are, have always got questions about and so forth um I think for new keepers a lot of the mistakes revolve around trying to compare their snake to every other pet that they've had okay Um, you know you're used to getting up and feeding your fish every day you get up feeding your dog and your cat every day yeah um you're used to you know your your dogs and your cats and so forth even you know rodents and things like that you're used to seeing some of that affection returned in those animals yeah and you know Yeah, and that's that's what people will cue in on, um, you know, to to think they you know, to recognize that good relationship with that animal. Well, snakes are so much different because you know you're not feeding them every day. Um, so one mistake that a lot of new keepers will make is overfeeding their animals, uh, getting really stressed out about them missing meals. Uh, that's something that you hear a lot. Um, I hear a lot of people. You know, I just bought this ball python and it's been a week and he hasn't eaten. Yeah. um you know so they they get in that mindset with their other pets that oh, I need to feed this every day yeah 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 you got to tone that down now with your snakes and realize that you may feed that animal once a month. Month and they don't eat for another six yeah months. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah which can be really unnerving so you see a lot of, a lot of snakes getting overfed um yeah one reason maybe being because of that another reason being maybe um the spectacle of feeding the snake you know, especially at first, you know, people wanting to wanting to see it eat and, and yeah. things like that. And before you know it, you've got this obese snake that's, you know. So that, that's a that's a really common, really common mistake, and and you'll see, you'll see some people making the mistakes of just trying to convince themselves that that snake actually likes them. Yeah, <laughs> And that's, that's not to say that they don't enjoy the interaction, I, because I think they do. Once once they're comfortable with you, I think they enjoy it. Yeah. But you know, the one really popular bite video that came out where um, the lady had the reticulated python in a big glass aquarium that came out and got a hold of her. And, um, I don't know if you'd seen that one, because it kind of got taken down, um, just kind of as bad no. press. But, I, um, I don't think I have seen that one, no. Yeah, it, it, it got taken out, but it got circulated pretty quickly around the reptile community. But, you know, the mistake that that lady made is, again, not recognizing the body language on the snake. And when it came out, she's got people there. She's showing off the animal and she's wanting to show how docile it is. Well, first thing she does is offers her hand to it. And that snake comes out with an active food response. Yeah. And she's like, oh, sweetie, how you doing? And snake says, oh, lunch. (laughs) (laughs) It just latches onto her arm and wraps her up. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's 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 a mistake that you'll see made. I think that's how most most of your bites probably happen. You know, yeah. from people looking at it and thinking, "Oh, the snake's coming to me. It's not afraid anymore." Yeah. Well, it's coming to you because there's a heat signature there. You yeah. probably smell like the rat rack that was right behind you. And it thinks yeah. it's getting ready to eat. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, it recognizes you as that uh, provider of food, and it's looking for it. You know yeah exactly. I definitely I feel that about my ants. sometimes I'm walking too if I get too close I think they kind of recognize my scent as that's food time you know um, yeah and you can see the activity kind of explodes
1: I, I could see that I, I don't know a great deal about insects yeah. uh but I, I do kind of understand that they're really chemically driven yes they are I, I, think, I think that you know kind of drives their their yeah. colony mentality and so forth so I mean, I could see that how, how you know, I, I bet you can probably see the differences in their behavior as a group,
0: depending yeah, on kind definitely. of what, what the environment's like. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, my bullet ants are the best ones for it. They're in a big tropical tank, uh, bioactive thing. And th- like you say, if I get close enough, you can just see them all come pouring out of the nest and oh, start man. looking for the food because they know whenever I get close, I've dropped in some worms or something, you know right and they are really aggressive hunters as well they enjoy the hunt you know I bet um so is there anything that I worded that completely wrong <laughs> if, if you could change one thing in the hobby what would it be mm. a hard question
1: yeah it is and it's not it's let's let's say that's a hard question to answer tactfully
2: <laughs> right, okay. Yeah.
1: Um, if I could change one thing in the hobby, well, I, I think the most important thing that we have to deal with as a whole as a hobby, and I'm gonna kind of exclude beginner mistakes. Um, that's gonna that's never gonna go away. There's always gonna be beginners. There's always gonna be mistakes. You know, I'm not a fan personally of the grizzly live feeding stuff um yes. I don't think it has a place in the hobby um that you know that I would do away with that but I think something that, that's got really far-reaching consequences for keepers and breeders and pet supply businesses and everything is um how they go about making reptile laws um okay. yes yeah I, I think if I was to change one thing in um, the hobby right now, it would be that our lawmakers elevate the standards of evidence that they require before imposing any kind of laws, regulations, bans, anything like that. Um, yeah. That's that's something that we've had to deal with. Um, you know, recently here in North Carolina, I've got a black and white Argentine Um They recently passed a regulation where as of August of 2022, um, you're not going to be able to purchase or bring into the state any Argentine black and white tagus. The reasoning behind yes. it is um, they're claiming it's an invasive species here. Now, <clears throat> that's that's a, a, a point of contention because there's several um, breeders of black and white tagus that have actively tried to breed their animals outside in North Carolina and were never successful. Um, my understanding is there's just a really small sliver of the state kind of down by the coast um where they can actually survive the winters and so forth but um so yeah so yeah i mean as far as the 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 biggest thing within hobby wide i think would be if if we could get real reliable science-based um information that everybody's making decisions on about you know what animals can be kept and how and so forth i think that would be the biggest benefit across the board
0: yeah i was actually going to talk to you about the i think it's called the lacy act isn't it and then there's yeah you've got right so i, I wrote it down that you u.s arc yes did i say, USARC? USARC. Yes. yeah u.s association What's of you're about yeah. Do you want to
1: i was actually just finishing yeah, up a video it, about it. that <laughs> when we uh before we started this um so the U- u.s association of reptile keepers is an organization that pretty much we watch watched they watch dog legislation um and watch for anything that can impact um you know hobbyists or you know pet keepers and so forth and that's that's with the Lacey Act. What they did with this Last America Competes Act, kind of how that whole thing worked, is they got a hold of that piece of legislation, read through it, found that section in there where they detached the part that is meant to overturn um, some of the some of the um, victories that they had had over that previously. But, yeah, that would prevent the transportation of animals across state lines. Um, and yeah. so so what USARC arc does is they they watch dog that they find those things which would have you know and if they don't find it that stuff could pass get turned into law nobody yeah. knows until all of a sudden you get pulled over by a state trooper or something like that you've got a snake in there and they go oh this is a felony yeah
0: wow. <laughs> yeah
1: you know, and and not knowing is no excuse um so they, they play a really important role in recognizing it and then um guiding people to you know this is where you need to send your letters to this representative you know this senator and so forth um yeah. and just generating opposition to those things before they just pass unnoticed um, no, that's really cool. yeah yeah and I mean you've got to have somebody to do that too because yeah. there are organizations out here that don't think any animals should be kept as pets under any circumstances yes, and yeah and they are yeah, all, yeah yeah they're they're actively making money off of, you know, they, they raise money in order to, to push their agenda on people. Yeah. And if we don't have somebody there to watchdog all of this, they're just going to steamroll right through and these ridiculous laws get passed. Um, and you know, it impedes in our rights to have the animals. And I think the worst part about it is 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 not just our rights to have these animals. But when you start looking at um, how we degrade their natural environments, you know yeah yeah I I made a point in one of my videos the other day that um you know at the rate some of these animals are losing their natural habitats um the thing that may prevent these animals from going extinct are captive breeding programs
0: yeah definitely I mean my vampire crabs are going extinct in the wild and it's exactly that sort of thing if we weren't allowed to keep them then that would be that they wouldn't exist anymore you know
1: yeah yeah so i mean there's there's a lot of, a lot of benefits to keeping these animals
0: that you know you don't necessarily see on the face but yeah. yeah yeah i mean i completely agree with you 100 million percent so if there's any way i know we're in the uk but if anyone in my uh, chat is in the uh, usa i know a few people are if there's any way that they can help you just let us know and we'll put a thing out like um a link to a petition or anything that's going out we're happy to sign that and support it
1: yeah okay yeah yeah I mean I don't I don't know how much um how much impact it really has globally I mean outside of the U.S. I'm sure there is some because um I mean just like there's there's the immediate problem like say with the Lacey Act for instance say for instance that gets passed we can't transport animals across state lines Um, yeah, I don't know off the top of my head what the import laws are. Um, but I mean, say for instance, there's certain animals that get imported from breeders overseas, things of that nature. If we can no longer transport animals across state lines in this country, that's going to all roll downhill, even to suppliers that are overseas because, you know, if you're if you've got a breeder in North Carolina, he can't transport out of state. You know, we've got a yeah. finite amount of people in our state that these folks, you know, can find responsible homes for their animals for. That's yeah, why they says. ship all over the country, you know. Um, so once you reduce that market for these folks, uh, it, sure. yeah. Yeah, you yeah, could I, be
0: stuck with like a thousand snakes yeah. stuck in one state as such.
1: Yeah. It's- yeah, I mean, yeah,
0: yeah. The, breeders, yeah. the breeders that I know, they do a fraction
1: of their business in their home state. The rest of it is distributed throughout the country. Yeah. So breeders are going to go out of business. The pet supply stores are going to be losing their tail. And, um, you know, yeah. the, the number of keepers are going to go down. So, it, I mean, it can be really impactful. And then expanding that out overseas, you know, any legal transport of those animals in is going to kind of be a moot point because once
0: it gets here, it can't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. wow. Yeah, well, yeah that, that really does suck. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's one of them things. If we could get it reversed, we definitely will. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, but, yeah, it sucks. It, it shouldn't know, happen. It's it, one of them you. Things. Like you say, there should be proper scientists looking into it and actually. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not 100% up to speed with it. I do catch, you know, bits and pieces here as we go along. But the way our system works here in the states is you know it, it was written in in the house of representatives and it passed there but i believe that portion of the bill has been or is going to be removed out of the final um final bill that they vote on so i think we dodged a bullet on it um, i'm not 100 percent right. sure of course american politics That's is good. what it is It's a freaking nightmare <laughs>
0: Um, I think I think everywhere's politics is the same really. Oh man.
1: I tell you what, I mean I'm an American combat vet and after that fiasco of having Trump's ass in office, I've just I've wanted to write a personal letter to the Queen on behalf of the country saying, Hey man, we're sorry about the tea thing. Take us back. This is stupid. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh dear. Oh, dear. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know if she'd have you to be honest
1: oh no 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 not at the time she wouldn't I mean I think that was actually a public statement for somebody that wasn't allowed in the country neither here or there no but
0: um so just a few more questions if anyone in the chat has any questions feel free to start chucking them into the comment section now and I'll make sure they get asked at the end of the interview yeah yeah, I actually haven't been I uh, I haven't been following that at all yet. Let's
1: see if I can.
0: So, okay. um, do you have any other hobbies? Um,
1: let's see. Oh man, reptiles have really uh taken over my life. Uh um, <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: that's why we asked it because it does tend to just take over everything doesn't it mm-hmm.
1: yeah it really does I mean I um you know I'm, I'm getting older I'm pushing 49 years old now so my days of uh <clears throat> my days of going to the pub and rolling around on the weekends and things like that have kind of come to a close um I was an avid sport bike rider uh, I ride had motorcycles and um nice I I had a wake-up call several years ago I kind of rode off of a mountain and that was yeah (laughs) it hurt really bad um I I got really lucky because I was um going around a blind turn and it ended up being a decreasing radius turn I was going too fast to make it so I had to ride off the side of this hill Um, and as soon as I came off the road I got bucked off of the bike and flew about 30 feet through the air and hit a tree um, and wow. that was actually uh, a good thing because had the tree not been there, I would have had a nice long few hundred foot trip off this hill. Wow, so yeah, probably saved my life. But um after laying, in, yeah, yeah, after <laughs> laying in bed for a month in agony, um yeah, yeah I, I got back on the bike. I went up and done a couple more rides, and then I was just like, you know what,
0: it's lost its passion.
2: Yeah, I think I'm yeah. just
0: gonna go ahead and. Let this ride. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah, and safe. You know, I mean, I've got a mate down the road who's literally just had a a crash off his bike, and he's like, the entire side of his body's just (laughs) gone—not gone, but it's been destroyed. You know what I mean? Like, broken arm, uh, crushed pelvis, everything's disintegrated, and it's like, wow, that's a wake-up call. Like you say, like actually seeing it like happen is quite scary.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it, it definitely is. And, um, yeah, you know, I'm former military. I used to blow things up for a living and jump out of aircraft and stuff. So, um, you know, I had that mindset for a long time. And I really think that kind of my bike wreck is what made me realize oh, you do want to live out the last 20, 30, 40 years of your life if you can. So, and, uh, yeah. plus, yeah. I'm my, my actual profession that I, I've actually changing jobs here. Uh, getting out of it, but I was working uh, for the medical examiner's office on crime and accident scenes out here. Um, so I was wow. dealing with the decedents on those scenes. You know, I was on call 24-7. If there was a tractor-trailer accident or something like that, my phone would ring and I'd have to go out there and um, work that scene, bring the decedent back. So needless to say, uh, you see the the end result of of some things like that and it kind of wakes you up a little bit too yeah yeah so i've, I've pulled a couple yeah, motorcycles yeah, out yeah. So yeah it, it,
0: was, it, was it was enough for them i think you'd never, you'd never want to go out again really would you <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it's um
0: it, it, it's, it's a bit of a wake-up call um,
1: but yeah it was a bit of a morbid job i decided it
0: was time to get out of that yeah, yeah, that, that's fair enough. Um so you said you're in North Carolina, is that right? Yes. What what's it like? What's like I, I have no idea with American sort of geography. Is there right. trees or is it open fields? Or what's North Carolina like?
1: It's um I'm trying to think. Um it's probably not too dissimilar from england um i haven't been to england i've been to uh scotland bounced off of scotland at yeah. an airport bounced off of greece at an airport in france and and um you know the only country i'd really kind of wandered around in a whole lot was germany um, over there i mean outside of bosnia and iraq but of course that was different um yeah but uh you know we're on the east coast here um just a little ways up from florida so okay um you know it's temperate pine forests closer to the coast you get a little bit more deciduous out here um you know the more inland you get uh, and i'm kind of like right in the middle of the state so it's it's a couple hour drive and i could be in the appalachian mountains another couple hours and be out on the coast. Um, yeah yeah i mean it's not a terribly long drive north and you can start getting up towards you know washington new york pa and all that stuff yeah um and then south you start
0: moving in towards florida so wow uh, so really you're sort of like in the best area you could go anywhere
1: yeah yeah and it's and it's far enough inland where the hurricanes don't drown us um which is which is a big plus yeah yeah,
0: yeah. definitely i i I don't think i could deal with hurricanes or tornadoes they're quite scary
1: yeah i i don't know how the people down off the gulf coast out here deal with it because that's just so heartbreaking to see that you know
2: there's no way i
1: would live down there um i
0: I would move i'd mm -hmm. just move Yeah, yeah that's it
1: yeah i mean you slap me in the face one time i'm probably gonna go okay Well, let me turn around and walk away and not get slapped again
0: (laughs) yeah yeah no that's that's a really good metaphor for it i like that
1: yeah so it's a it's a pretty pretty nice little area out here
0: yeah um who funds your projects is it like self-funded or do you Mm -hmm. have like um so you do it all yourself
1: yeah
0: wow quite expensive like to buy or keep they can be um
1: they're they're a lot more reasonable I think um than people may give them credit for um you know you can I've held hundred thousand dollar snakes in my hands before um I would never buy one (laughs) 100, 100 grand is going into a structure of some sort you know yeah yeah um but uh so, i mean you can you can dump hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars into these animals because there are people that um you know these more rare morphs and things like that that are really yeah. in demand um you know but but typically i don't have any real high-end animals necessarily like my nile monitor i think i might have paid 50 or 75 bucks for him that's not bad which is well it's not bad in one respect it's it's completely stupid in another respect oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and just in the respect that they're 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 so easy to get for
0: people yes
1: yeah and they're such a difficult animal to work with sometimes I mean yeah it takes it's a great. lot of, well, a lot of to work with them and you know you've got the you may get that animal really cheap but you're you're making up for that in the enclosure size yeah. and the amount of time that you've got to invest in these animals to really socialize them well um yeah. so i mean um but i mean if you if you know what you're doing with the animals and you've got some carpentry skills and you can build the enclosures for them then yeah they're awesome yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. and i was I have no carpentry skills at all
1: <laughs> well i've got some medical skills too so i've had to suture myself up a couple of times <laughs> So if i ever really get messed up
0: by the animals i at least know how to stitch myself up yeah that's a bonus i suppose (laughs) yeah
1: but um i mean they're really not too bad i mean i may spend you know 75 100 bucks on rodents that will last me um for all of my rodent eating animals you know three four months you know sometimes longer yeah um and then I feed rabbits to my larger ones, and I may go out and spend $100 on rabbits every few months. So, I mean, when you really break it down on a weekly cost for them, they're not that expensive. Not too bad. Not yeah, too bad. yeah. I mean, especially if you've got, like, if you've got smaller snakes, even up to, like, maybe boas or something like that, you know, like boa constrictors, boa pythons. You know, you're going to be feeding those most of the time, either really small rabbits or large rats, um, you know, some, some fowl and so yeah. forth. And if you can find a, a breeder that's um, um, pretty reasonably priced, then it's not too bad. Now, I do, I do tell people that, you know, if they're spending money at the pet stores buying feeders there, they're going to spend a lot more. It's going to yeah, cost yeah. a lot
0: more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I always try and breed as much as I can to feed my ants. It just, mm-hmm. like, they save money, don't it?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, it, it is
1: more expensive to feed insects to the reptiles or insects to the lizards than it is just to
0: feed snakes
1: yeah okay yeah, that mean, does
0: make sense
1: yeah i mean if you get a, if you get a fairly large lizard that um is an insectivore and you know you try you know conventional means of sourcing insects for them they, they can get really
0: pricey really quick and outprice what it costs to feed your snakes yeah yeah no, that makes complete sense mm-hmm. um, do you teach in schools or anything like that? Do you ever take your snakes out to schools or events or anything? Do you, well, do you educate people?
1: Yeah, um, COVID makes it a little difficult. Um, you know, just coming out of that now. Yeah. Um, you know, prior to that, I I'd, I'd take my animals down to pet stores and things like that periodically, and just kind of hanging off to the side and and um, you know let the people that want to come over come over and see them. I had a couple of the the clerks at one of the pet stores that used to like to see them all the time. Yeah. So, you know, I always enjoy doing that. Um, There's a couple of places that I've been in contact with that, you know, kind of offered to go down and, and do some educational stuff with them. And, you know, hopefully this summer, um, you know, as the COVID thing, hopefully all of that kind of starts to really subside for real. And, um, you know, we we start getting back to normal like that. I'd love to do that because there's, there's really not too many things better than taking somebody that's either afraid of snakes or have never held one, you know, yeah. and putting my big Burmese python <laughs> over yeah. their shoulders and just watching their face light up because
0: they're like, ah, "This yeah. is amazing." Yeah,
1: you know, and I've got the, I've got the animals that are well socialized enough to do that with, so yeah.
0: No, that's brilliant i think i i would love to get out and show people my ants more if i could but you can't really take ants with you but yeah I, I love educating people and like just talking about it and like let's say just kind of getting that interest in the hobby because i think once you spark that interest a lot of people have it already they just need that sort of guidance yeah yeah
1: yeah it's you know and i think it goes a long ways too towards um you know, helping to prevent some of these irrational and unreasonable laws. Yeah. 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 Because, no, yeah, yeah. you know, especially out here with the people that don't have a whole lot of experience with snakes, you know, you, you, you know what the knee jerk responses are, you know, ah, snake, kill it, you know, yeah. or, you know, any number of responses to it from people that just aren't, aren't familiar with them. But, um, you know once you once you really start to educate folks a little bit and show them that they're not man-eating killers yeah uh, yeah <laughs> i mean i just i just, I try and get people to think about it the same way they would think about a, a, a pet dog as opposed to a wild dog yeah you know i mean you've got a pet dog that'll sleep with you every night you trust it around your kids and so forth but you know if you've got a pack of wild dogs coming by you're not going to tell your two-year-old to go out and pet them <laughs>
0: no no, no. Yeah. yeah completely different
1: yeah and and i mean it's the same thing with snakes too i mean yeah you, you wouldn't go outside and just start you know trying to pick up and handle a wild snake because yeah. they're they're not right. they don't know what's going on you're a threat they're going to try and bite you yeah but if you've got one, i socialized and they understand you know oh this is fun yeah. to kind of get yeah. out of my cage and run around yeah it, it, yeah I, just take some of that demonization off of them you know and and make gives them a little bit more of a pleasant pleasant face.
0: yeah no i completely agree with that um so we've got a question here from all ants uk
1: yeah
0: do you hold your green tree python the ones in the background because some people have tame ones but some are aggressive
1: yeah actually i'll
0: show you oh there we go yeah this is a tree yep
1: wow and this is the green tree python and they are they're nocturnal typically yeah so they're not really active during the day and this is you know daytime here of course it's five o'clock so yeah he's not very active but they do get kind of a bad reputation um the green tree pythons you know carpet pythons things like that um the more arboreal snakes i think tend to be a little bit more reactive sometimes right and, and a reactive snake when you don't really uh handle them too much yeah uh, you know can be can be unnerving but um uh I'll take him out sometimes just just for socialization purposes.
0: Yeah.
1: And just let him kinda of hang out like this. And sooner or later he'll start uh getting, you know, he'll start waking up and you know, crawl off of his perch and things like that.
0: And we that's, so cool. that's so cool. That's so cool. That's the ones that I want. That's so cool.
1: Yeah, he is. Um when I got him, the person that had him before me um had done a really good job with him. Yeah. He really beautiful, yeah. I mean, you could tell that he was used to being handled and so forth. But one thing particular about these guys is they can be kind of fragile, okay, uh, more fragile than a bigger constrictor. And you can kind of see, um, you see the way his his body is, he's got that kind of exposed spine right there, yeah, like a ridge line. Yeah, yeah, there's not quite as much muscle, um, their, their tails can be really fragile um really small vertebrae in there and so forth so <laughs> he doesn't want to be messed with a whole lot right now <laughs> he was sleeping and he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to come off of here no, but, so um, cool. yeah oh thank stop.
0: you for showing us thank you for that
1: oh absolutely what are you doing
0: <laughs> yeah
1: See, this is one of them times where he was sleeping and he was perfectly happy being left alone.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. But and these these guys have got amongst the largest sneak the largest teeth um, for their size of any, uh, of wow. any snake. Wow. These the emerald tree boas, they've just got massive fangs in there, you know, because their diets like birds and things like that. Yeah. So they can okay. kind of get all these longer teeth, so they could be sitting here like this. And it plug into
0: a bird as it lands next to him or whatnot. So wow. Yeah. Well, oh, don't stress him probably. out. Let's get him back in his enclosure. Yeah, he's ready. He's ready to continue his nap. Yeah. I don't blame him. That's super cool. Thank you very much for showing us. Oh do yeah. Appreciate that. We've got another question here from the ant Warrior. Okay. I'll let you just concentrate a second. Oh, he's good there you go um is there anything that you regret about the hobby anything you've done in the past or something that you've bought um
1: yeah yeah there is and it was um I it's a trap that some people will fall into I fell into it when I first got into it as well and that is um taking on too many animals at once yeah um yeah, it's a real easy thing to do um, especially for me coming from having as many aquariums as I had yeah you know all the different species of marine fish that I had I just got into the habit of when I'd go to the pet store I go to the the, the fish yeah. store yeah. you know yeah. I'd be looking around and I'd be like oh okay I like that you know they've got one of these now let's go put this in the tank and and before you know it you've got this whole huge collection well it's a lot easier with fish because <laughs> you know although there's little differences and so forth in how you keep them it's all typically the same they're in a tank they don't, you know now reptiles um, when i first got into reptiles i had you know i would oh, i want one of these i want one of these and i would get the enclosures all set up for them and then you know i found myself with two monitor lizards and a green iguana <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And every one of these animals is really time intensive to socialize, you know, and, um, and then working with my snakes as I started to bring those in and, you know, y- you've got to devote so much time, um, not only to socialize in the animals, but to give them any kind of a quality of life because I mean, I, I'm really a firm believer that, you know, even snakes, that interaction is a quality of life thing for them. You yeah. yeah, same thing with the lizards, um, you know, they're in captivity and part of that trade-off for keeping them in captivity and getting them to be more docile is they, part of their brain kind of slows down that instinctive part where they're always running. They're, they're either escaping being eaten by something or chasing food. You know, yeah. it does kind of dull that down a little bit. And I think you've got to interact with them um, as a trade off to just keep their mind moving and keep them from just stagnating, you know, and, and keeping that quality of life up. So um, that was one thing. I, I went and I, you know, vetted out a couple people and rehomed some of my animals um, yeah. right off the bat there just because I realized that I wasn't going to have time to, to devote to all
0: of them. Uh, uh, I think I've got a nice balance
1: here right
0: now No, that's fair that completely makes sense like, so say you've got to have that balance if it's too much mm-hmm. I mean we quite often do the same in the ant hobby you buy too many like thinking "Ah, oh, they're just small colonies you know you end up with like a million different small colonies on your shelf and then they start to get bigger and bigger and need more space and more enclosure and it soon gets out of hand you know yeah I quite often get people Asking me if I can help them rehouse a colony or whatever, you know, um, it is one of those common mistakes. Is it? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Same but, thing in a reptile hobby. I mean,
1: there's there's no way with the space that I have here that I would have been able to have kept all of my original collection, yeah. especially as they grown, because I don't have room for two Nile monitor enclosures. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know well it was a nile and a mangrove monitors but I had but you know nonetheless I, I don't have enough room for two monitor yeah. enclosures here plus an yeah. enclosure um so it's just we've we've got to know as keepers what our limitation is yes definitely. Uh, in order to be able to, to have any quality of life for the animals that we've got yeah
0: definitely definitely i think that's important as well the quality of life is a massive thing for me like i try and do things in a natural way and not stress out animals as much as possible because that's just that's my ethics you know what i mean that's just how i believe it should be done yeah 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 if i if i don't if i don't pay attention to an animal
1: often enough I, i i feel bad about it (laughs) yeah, you know walk by if it's been a couple days that i haven't interacted
0: with it and you now they're kind of looking at me like oh okay <laughs> yeah um so we're pretty much at the end of the day interview is there anything that you wanted to say before you left
1: um i don't know man we we've, we've said a lot already
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. no i just it was it was really cool to hear from you man it was really awesome to to meet you and, and get a chance to talk with you a little bit um you know even you know animal keepers of any stripe you know it's always good for us to uh you know collaborate and Yeah, do definitely stuff together and
0: um, well i i feel i've learned a lot from this um interview as well and i'm sure most of my viewers have as well so thank you so much for coming on i really do appreciate it and it, it would be amazing to have you on again in the future absolutely yeah and we'll definitely keep in touch man brilliant brilliant right well i shall let you go then have a lovely afternoon over there because it's only what like five six o'clock yep
1: yep it's 10 after five
0: right now so yeah yeah it's 10 p.m over here so we'll be heading right. to bed before too long <laughs> right right well thank you very much buddy we'll see you again soon
1: absolutely absolutely i'll talk to you soon you guys i'll take care cheers
0: right, bye. bye there we go and that was i'm gonna say it wrong intrepid exotics oh hang on we are moving. was that you got me there i'm back you got me so we're gonna crack on with a game in a minute um that was absolutely amazing interview really enjoyed that one um i think everyone did really uh, mark we'll see you later thanks for joining in um Stacy I'm glad you enjoyed it it was a really good interview wasn't it I I was so like excited to get him on and yeah well you know what I get like when I get excited I jump 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 but let's not jump around today um so we've got a little game lined up for you in a minute I promised you there's lots of games um as I was saying earlier if you want to get involved in these games there's a link on my website if you look for the picnic table on the Go onto the home drop-down thing. Go onto the picnic table. You can find a little form that you can fill out, and it will put you on the list. And you can get involved in games and all the different things that involve people coming onto the stream. You can have interviews or games or whatever. It's all on the um, little form. Um, and there's other games as well, which are just going to be like audience involvement, like you guys there with your little keyboards and whatnot can just. In- just go on and have some fun it's gonna be awesome so we're gonna crack on with a little game in a minute but first i'm gonna make a massive announcement because it is absolutely phenomenal amazing big announcement that sort of thing um we've had some massive awesome support lately towards the picnic table um which means that basically I can't tell you the ins and outs of it but basically i've been able to drop the price from 20 pounds a ticket to 15 pounds a ticket so that's like that's a little bit cheaper but even better than that there's a discount code flying around i can send it in a link to anyone that sends me a message or goes on uh, facebook and looks up my page or anything it's all there um It will take another £5 off. So your ticket is only £10. So you can get two tickets for £20, which was the original. How mad's that? Literally half the price has literally just been cut off in one day. Um, So a massive thank you to the supporters. They don't want any mentions or anything. They don't want to be, like, given recognition for it. But they know who they are. So a massive thank you to the people supporting the picnic, no, the the exhibition. Thank you for supporting the exhibition and providing the support and donations that you have provided. Um, It's absolutely awesome. Absolutely awesome. Uh, Ant Warrior, if you want to join us on the screen thing, click the link. You know what I mean. Um, We'll be cracking on with the game as soon as you are in, buddy. Um, We have Ants Hayward and the Ant Warrior are going head to head tonight. I will explain all the rules in just a moment when we've got both of them here. So We're just waiting for Ant Warrior to come on. So, yeah, um, do all the people who ordered at 20. Yeah, right. So the people that ordered at 20, I've spoke to each one of them and I've sorted it out, basically. Don't worry about it. But, yes, they were all getting refunds and things like that. But most of them have just taken extra tickets. There we go. We have the Ant Warrior and Ant Hayward here. So I'm just going to explain it whilst they're here in the background. Um, We're going to... Hang on a minute. If I do this one, if I just do that for two seconds... Right, so um, I'm going to have five items. I'm going to list off one item at a time. And they're going to race to go and find this item, basically. First one back wins There's five rounds no prize at the end this time but we are getting a sponsor on board very soon to start providing prizes for pretty much every show gonna be awesome um so yeah again massive thank you to them um so yeah that's Haywood when you're ready bring your camera on buddy and i will bring you on screen oh brilliant right here we go here we go let's do that so right. There we go. We have Ants Hayward and Hello. Ant Warrior. So just give us a little wave, guys. Oh Ant Warrior, you probably want to take your headphones off. Otherwise, when you go running, you're gonna get caught. Oh, yeah, good. I'm
2: standing up for it.
0: Right. So are you ready? First yes. one bat's gonna win, right? First item, a toothbrush. Go. now you wait, got you wait. one of them go come flying back very that was fast right aunt hayward got that one oh, that was fast that was wow that was very fast well done right next item next item you ready we ready yeah something yeah. orange go something oh what would you pick something i have nothing orange like around me i'd be running probably in the kids room oh, yeah yeah he's done it again that was close that was close that, that was really good you both like well done right yeah aunt hayward got that one again i'm afraid Aunt warrior right are we ready
2: i'm i'm fast maybe. something
0: Fluffy. That was pretty much the same time. That was pretty much the same time. Right. Right, we ready. Something with four corners. And Warrior got it. Well done. Up by UK. Up yeah. buy UK. I <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well done, well done. Now, the last item, the last item is the hardest thing to find in my house, right? A pen. Uh, <laughs> fair play, <laughs> fair play. <laughs> I'm rubbish. I can never find a pen anywhere.
2: I've got loads on my desk. (laughs) I'm guessing I lost.
0: (laughs) Fun. You did lose that one. But, right, so we've had two wins each and a draw. So we're going to go for one more. Um, I'm going to have to come off my head. Something round. Got it. <laughs> Lolly. Give that you one to Ant Hayward because he shouted me first. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Well, that was that game. It was absolutely brilliant. Thank you, guys, for joining in with the game. As I say we don't have a prize for this one, but we will have prizes no in the future. And we will That was well, good. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you for coming on, guys. I leave you to it now. Thank you. There we go. So that was just a little bit of fun. You know why not? Why not? Wasted a few minutes, didn't it? No, I enjoyed that, actually, sending them about. Um, UK Ants, yes, you were really watching a grown man sending people about. Um, Why not, eh? Bit of fun. You could do it next time, UK Ants. Why not? Get involved. Um, But, yeah, a massive thank you to Ant Warrior and um, Cole Patrick for coming on and just having a bit of fun, really. I think next, what day are we on? We're on Sunday at a minute. So on Wednesday, we have a game, which you don't have to come on stream. It's going to involve you there with your keyboards. I think you're going head-to-head against me. So that's going to be a fun little game. Again, we've got lots of these little games. We're going to have a duck race in a minute. (laughs) Um, So who wants a duck race? You know, let's just get that set up we currently have eight people in the chat oh it's just jumped up to 11 people in the chat so we give it another minute see if anyone else is going to join now i don't know if anyone's noticed but i am literally i'm sweating it is so hot in here right now whoa i can't tell you why like I think we've got the heating on though, my luck. So what have we got? We've got 11 people in the chat at the minute. Uh, there's not a prize for this one. It's just for fun. If you want to get involved, call out a number. You know how it works. Anyone that's new and watching, we just call out numbers. If the number's already been picked, then pick a second number. Like I say it's not for a prize. It's just for a bit of fun. And we're going to have a duck race i'm gonna leave the duck race running for the two minutes whilst i quickly run and grab some water so oh we've got quite a good we got scuba duck we got unicorn duck dr duck dr duck is well known throughout duck society you know we've got some pretty good ducks lined up on the race so here we go three two one Let's have some fun. And I'll be back in a minute. and they're coming down the last stretch now We've got number 11 holding out in front. And they're making their last little break for it. They're all coming up to number 11. Number 9. Number 9 has taken out. There you go. you want won something. There you go. Whatever, that was a good bit of fun again. I do enjoy these little games. <laughs> pick it up, yeah, pick up the pace. <laughs> um, <coughs> excuse me, what else have we got going on at the moment? <laughs> Oh, I've had all sorts of interesting things happening in the ant corner lately. So one of my colonies I went to move out of a test tube. Now, this is a Laceous Niger colony, bear in mind. They've got about 50 workers and I wanted to move them from one old, dirty test tube to the new test tube because I haven't got a nest for them. That's suitable yet. And I'm quite happy to keep them in the test tube until there's a lot more of them. You know. Um, so I, I look like I went to expose it um, unwrapping the tinfoil unwrapping the tinfoil and it, biggest shock of my life right so <laughs> I'm unwrapping the tinfoil and I can't work out what happened I'm looking in and there's workers 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 pile of eggs pile of brood no queen where's the queen gone I'm looking, looking, looking. I've I've looked really hard. And in the end, I actually resorted to tapping these ants out into a spare outworld I had. There was no queen. I think they've eaten her. I think. Like, I don't know why. I've given them loads of food. Like, they're happy. There was loads of them but it seems that they've eaten their own queen. She's definitely not there. Um, (laughs) I don't know. That's the first time I've ever experienced that. It was just like, like they say completely random for no reason. Um, I don't know why, but then the color, I got two of these Lacey Niger colonies at the same time. This was to a nuptial flight. Um, Hang on. Um, Right. Uh, you get now I'm confused stop confusing me one second um so (laughs) I got two of the colonies at the same time during that nuptial flight so the second one probably has around 50 to 100 workers again doing really really well um yeah right so all ants no ants UK How can price drop for the Ant Show? Do you get something less? No, you don't get something less. I've had a massive donation given to me of basically what, like, stuff that's going in as three gifts. Uh, So the money that was going to go towards the three gifts that was going to be made out of the ticket sales, it just doesn't need to be done anymore. So we've dropped the price. Um, What's a donator? Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just reading there as it's coming through. Yeah, I had someone basically give me a massive donation towards the show because they're just like, oh, that's awesome. Let me give, you know, so they just wanted to help out. So, yeah, we've been able to drop the price from 15. And if you use the code that's going about currently, it's 10. But that codes only for a little while, you know, but then it is 15 but still you won't get anything less. That's still the same amount of three gifts, same amount of vendors, same amount of everything else. Everything is still exactly the same. Just we've been able to drop the price because of this awesome donation towards it, which is really cool. It, I would call it a sponsorship, but they don't want any recognition or anything for it. They just wanted to give, um, right, so three gifts. Uh, there's a couple of different things. Um, i think basically you're going to get a bag and you're going to have like there's you can get an ant colony or and something else or a t-shirt and something else Uh, there's a few different options basically um that you can choose from and there will be someone in charge of that whole area as well to guide you through the process but basically you'll be able to like walk along and take like a certain amount of items but there's like ants there's t-shirts there's free gifts like key rings and stuff and there's lots of different stuff but i understand that not everyone wants a free ant colony of like my choosing or whatever so that we've given it like several options you know what i mean there's going to be lots of different types of ants lots of different gifts lots of different stuff that you can basically put into this bag where can you buy a ticket you can buy a ticket on the ants on a rock website um i can probably put the link up in a minute um give me two seconds yeah here we go there's a link the price the price isn't going to go back up um the price is going to stay at 15. if you get the code it goes down to 10. Uh, that code will only last until the end of may yeah that's fair uh ants okay. uk uh, patrick it is the 27th of august yeah all ants UK I thought that as well because um like ants are good but not everyone like I say is going to want like ants and it's not nothing like a Niger colony although there is Niger colonies going to be there there's also going to be better colonies um because again if you just want like a Niger colony then you're going to be able to take like a t-shirt and a couple of gifts as well but if you take like quite an expensive colony then you're probably only going to be able to get that colony in a couple of free gifts and not necessarily a t-shirt if you know what i mean but there's going to be loads of stuff and again i'm hoping to just chuck it chuck as much away as possible not chuck it away that sounds bad give as much away as possible Uh, don't want to buy the same one before then uh, what's the free ant? I can't tell you what the free ants are because there's like gonna be a whole range that's gonna be bought closer to the time, basically. cannot tell you what they're gonna be um until the day, I'm afraid. but I'm gonna say like, don't worry about what ants are there. like they gonna be as a free gift because there's like I say like a whole different range of species and genuses. and then at the actual show there's gonna be. You know hundreds of different species and genus so if you like if you don't buy any ants until then then you definitely go get the ants that you want at the show i expect does that make sense makes sense to me uh, you say it makes sense perfect perfect that yeah but there's there's gonna be loads of ants for sale um let's say i'm gonna be having some giveaways and stuff there's just gonna be ants everywhere. So if you want something in particular, I expect it might even be at the show. Like I can't see why not. We've got ants are us, um, us, ant lady. I want to say more, but I can't. We've got quite a few like good vendors coming along with great different amounts of stock. Will the ant lady and ants are us come as the as a shop? Yeah, every all the vendors are coming as shops. That's what I mean. So like you'll be able to buy. Ants there, your formicariums, uh, food, there's going to be other stuff, like some other inverts and stuff like that. I don't know about Ants HQ yet. He's going to let me know closer to the time um, because of basically schedules and things like that. So he hasn't 100% confirmed, but he's definitely interested. still holding out for a paid lift and someone's floor to sleep on <laughs> um I think quite a lot of people might be like getting like what's the word a camping site I know there's camping sites around there and I, I think quite a few people were going to like pitch in and get a camping site together so maybe that's something that you could do Katrina um and houses will not be there they're, they're in Europe aren't they? Um, I haven't actually even approached ants ant houses about being there. Oh, I can, t- and I can't tell you, Ants UK, I can't actually tell you a massive amount of who's going to be there um, because, uh, what's the word? Privacy laws. Um, they haven't agreed to me disclosing that they are going to be there and things like that. So I can't actually tell you who. Is going to be there oh you mean yeah there's going to be lots of different um like enclosures and stuff there yeah i mean i'm taking a whole range myself the ants and lock is going as a content creator and a store um and we're gonna have like all our different range of formicariums, loads of different ants loads of different foods all sorts of stuff that you can buy i'm just getting that uh code up for you now, everybody. So that I'm going to copy and paste it so that I know it's completely right. Um, that one. There we go. That is the code. Which, which am I taking? I'm taking loads of stuff, but again, I don't know. A hundred percent, what I'm going to take. Yeah, it's quite far away. I haven't like all of my effort is going into putting the show together at the moment. Not necessarily worrying about what I'm taking as stock. I've got loads of stock, and I'm going to have loads more by the time of the show. I mean, it's months away, and I've got new things coming every couple of weeks at the minute. So there's you know there's going to be uh, loads of stuff. I've put that discount code in. It is Summer Loving One One Three. If you use that, it takes £5 off of the ticket, which brings your price down to a tenner. Yeah, the Ant Warrior, it really sucks that you're not even allowed to go, buddy. Um, But next year is going to be just as awesome, and I'm hoping we'll have even more events next year. Um, So don't be too, too disheartened. In fact, I have spoken to some people who can't come this year. And they said next year, they will definitely come. So like, there's going to be a lot more Ant stores next year. Um, just The show's going to be bigger next year. I think we're looking at around 30 vendors rather than the 10 to 15 mark. So we're going to be doubling the size of the show next year. That'd be pretty cool. Take your whole day to walk around, let alone see all the guest speakers and everything. No, yeah, it's gonna be good. I'm, I'm super excited. So we've got some brilliant guest speakers, uh, some brilliant people in the meet and greet area and stuff like that. Uh, great events. You know what I'm like? We're coming up with little fun things going on. So there's fun things going on all around the room as well. Some raffles, um, food. The most important thing for me: lots and lots of food. Uh, we've got staff as well, so there's gonna be people there if you need any help with anything um just made a word document of the code yeah cool where all the full details will be released probably at the start of august maybe mid-july basically not until after ancon are not releasing full details and then um the prices don't go up oh you mean the discount code like the discount code will be until the end of may um, and then, let us say, the full details will come out in like, I don't know, June, July 8th, uh, August sort of time. But I don't want, like I said before, I'm not going to release much more information until after AntCon has been and gone anyways, because I don't want to like, you know what I mean. That's just the way it is. Just the way it is. right looking back over my sheet so i can't buy a cheap ticket without knowing what's confirmed okay Um yeah right so it yeah it is a bit of a pain but that's just the uh, the laws of things that now i can't do um why did that come up? i can't do like i said i can't release a certain amount because of the privacy laws and then i'm not releasing a certain amount until then i mean buy the ticket now buy it later there might be another sale later on to be honest it's pretty much the best i can do and i can't accommodate for every everyone you know what i mean but i expect there'll be another sell you know August time um to mop up the last tickets and things like that uh all ants UK yeah I was going to go to Antcon as well but um I I don't think I'm going to go to Antcon now strictly because it's going to be too much like the travel and like staying away and things like that it's just too much too much commitment um time away from the home things like that as well you know which it sucks because I was looking forward to antcon but you know what I mean I've got my own event so I'm not too bothered about it I was only really going there to meet everybody so people can meet me at my event I suppose but it does suck uh cold patrick that's really cool of you thank you Uh, ants uk can't the code work until the details are released no uh, the code has been provided again because of the donation um it might get extended but i'd have to speak to them do they refund your ticket if you don't go you can get a refund up until the end of june and then there's no further refunds on tickets because everything gets all the money gets put into other things it's a non-profit event so there won't be any money left over after a certain point basically oh and con am um, i'm not too bothered about refund and things like that So I'm just following the chat back, going back through the things. But right, so I'm going to put on a 30-second timer. I'm going to put you back on the tank for a few, well, for however long. Yeah, I keep seeing the crab run across so I just want to like keep an eye on it in case we see a crab you never know you never know uh, all ants UK that's a really good question um, so let's Let's have a little think. They're basically just trap jaws, aren't they? Um, I, I'm not too. Bothered, I mean, I've got my. I can never pronounce their name. You know what my pronunciation's like. I've got my trap jaws. Um, they're just slightly different trap jaws. I'm not too bothered, but I mean, I'd keep anything. You know me. I'll keep pretty much anything. But whether I'm actually interested in them or passionate about that species no i'm not particularly i'm not excited about them um there's only a few at the moment that i'm desperate like that i'd really like to go out and get um mainly because i'm just trying to keep it you know a little bit close at the moment They are like diacama mixed with bullet ants. Okay, okay. So they're just like I know I've definitely seen pictures of them, but like I say, they're not one that's really jumped out to me to go and get. Trap jaws mixed with bullet ants. Yeah, I mean they are big. I know that. They are big and they are cool looking, but um yeah, like I say, they're just not one that's particularly jumped out to me that I want to have in my collection. What I am kind of wanting to do at the minute, I mean, <laughs> I say that I'm in a few different projects at the minute. One um, well, now, bull ants—they're cool, but again, I'm not really bothered about bull ants. Uh, but yeah, I'm in a few different projects at the minute. I have got a couple of big bioactive builds on the go again, so you have to wait and see what I'm going to put in there. Um, and I, I've kind of I've got a few things that I'm working towards, but they're like they're sort of things that you need to do like really, really care- basically, I want army ants and it is possible to keep army ants, the proper ones. What are they called? Um duh, 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 duh. I can never remember. They start with a D. Um, I don't know. E- Echionbercelli or something like that. That's the ones I want right they are the proper bullet uh proper army ants um but they're really hard to keep because they need basically like a certain amount of fresh space to maraud into every day um it's not possible to keep that exactly that ants uk exactly that it is not possible to keep it um it's just not so i'd love to like work towards a situation where i could you know what I mean Um, it has been done before I've seen some people have kind of success with it but I don't really agree with the way that they've gone about it what I would really really like is um also impossible to import someone so see I can get them I know I can get them um that's not the issue it's I won't get them unless I know I can house them correctly and safely which at this point like you say it's impossible and I'm not even going to try um, because they're Roman. Exactly that. See, you're you're literally put yeah, um yeah, they would be quite expensive. Not an issue though, like I have things sorted for that. I have a budget for things like this, you know what I mean. Have you seen the two documentaries on the Bivouac, Tom? I don't know if I have, to be honest. You'll have to send me the links and I will. I'll have to have a look. What I need to do is get back on doing my review videos and do some review videos on it. But yeah, my my plan is like you know I've always said that I'm gonna be moving to. What if I could get like the whole underfloor of a garage, like <laughs> like uh, I don't know how how big's the garage gonna be? It's gonna be a big garage. What if I could tear up the entire floor, lay a bioactive environment and then like lay a glass floor on top of it how you know they are marauding so potentially that would give them enough space i'd have to put in a certain amount of food every day um it's interesting there's a few you know what i mean i've got some theories got some theories and some my dears, but it needs a lot of exploring um you're super rich buy me a ticket please then my dad can't say no <laughs> um i'm not that rich honestly i have i have my money i have the home money and then i have like the business hobby kind of and money and it is all separate separate um i i'm i'm definitely not wealthy i spend most of my life pretty skint. The business obviously has its own money that I do not touch because that's business money, but that also includes uh, the YouTube channel and other things like that. So like, there's money for things like that. But there's not money in my pocket all the time. (laughs) Trust me, I'm not that wealthy. If I was wealthy, I probably wouldn't clean windows for a living, would I? Let's be honest. I'll link them here i don't know if you can put links in the chat katrina if you can send them to me over discord or something uh cole patrick you gotta go so we shall see you later thanks for joining in with the game earlier buddy that was great fun and well done for winning quick question. Do you make any money from the YouTube channel alone? I do have some Patreon supporters uh, just for my YouTube channel, yes. Um, That's a quick, easy question. (laughs) Um, So I've got, we currently have one sponsor for the picnic table uh, show, just the picnic table. This live show is sponsored by Us currently. And then I have a a few Patreon supporters for the whole channel, that being Kevin Rogerson, uh, Jason Walker, and Anthony Matters, all of which are regulars on the in the community chat, watching these shows. You know, I think quite a few of them came in during the interview. Actually, so that was nice of them. Not sure if they're still here. But yeah, it it has taken a long time to work on getting those Patreon supporters as well. You know, it's not an overnight thing. I do thoroughly appreciate them as well. But it it enables us to do slightly more. Um, It's enabled me to improve the technology behind the streams and I am carrying on improving the technology behind them as well. Uh, We're looking at getting um basically more cores and processes and stuff like that to just give you a much more better stream um it's still a little bit blurry and a little bit fuzzy at times the wi-fi still dips out occasionally so we're going to get that hard uh, hardwired into the computer that's going to be a bit of work because the box is quite far away from the computer through different rooms and stuff um but, yeah, it just enables us to push that a little bit further. And we are looking into getting another sponsor for the Picnic Table live streams, which means we'll be able to do a giveaway in every show, um, which will be really cool. Uh, all out UK, yeah, you are in most of the streams. In fact, most of the people in the chat are here every week, uh, every twice a week. So absolutely amazing. Thank you. Uh, how did you i get into ant keeping i've always wanted to keep ants um ever since i was yay high to a grasshopper or whatever the term is i always wanted ants my mum always said no so the minute i got my own place when i was 18 and my wife moved in as my girlfriend i was like you you know what little miss? we're going to town and we're going to get an ant farm and we got the, like a really cheap crap ant farm from argos um and that was the start of it basically it all kind of carried on from there but i didn't really start full-on and keeping like i do now until about a year and a half two years ago when actually i got quite unwell and i spent a considerable amount of time in the intensive care unit and i thought well it's probably about time for me to start slowing down um so let's look at my other hobbies because obviously i'm a professional athlete as well A lot of my work day to day at that point was just training until i couldn't lift anything anymore like really destroying my body um so i kind of pushed it as far as i could push with my health conditions as well so i thought it's time to start slowing down um and i started buying more and more ant colonies you know it's just got bit out of control (laughs) not out of control it spiraled from that point it's completely under control actually it's one of the things i do pride myself on is i never let it get out of control although i do have a lot i pre-planned everything i've got enough space for everything and i'm not worried in that respect uh links in messenger thank you very much for that katrina i'll have a look in a minute Uh, all ants uk yes you are very loyal it's amazing uh, the ant keeping community is a vibe yeah it really is it's, it's a great community hey kb thanks for signing in and ant warrior of course buddy i'm happy to share anything i'm a very open person as many of you will know i talk about pretty much anything that you want to know about um ants canada got you started when you were six. Oh, lance okay when you were six that's quite impressive is Ant Kit going to the Ant Show? I do not believe I've heard back from Ant Kit yet. Uh KB, what have you missed? You've missed the interview, you've missed a little game, you've missed quite a bit of chatting. Um, you missed quite a bit actually, KB. <laughs> most of the stream, yeah. Um what I can do is I can I'll go right down Ant Kit. And i'll send them a little follow-up email and see what they say Ant keeping depot i believe that's a european one i'm not a hundred percent sure um ants uk honestly i cannot say any more i can't tell you if people are coming or not until i just can't basically it, privacy laws won't allow me i can get in a lot of trouble if i go releasing uh information which people haven't agreed to basically like lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of trouble so honestly i cannot say anymore there we go and keeping depots australian yeah i did think it was not from here <laughs> <coughs> but um wakushi isn't going to be there i can guarantee wakushi and and antics aren't going to be there because obviously they've got their own um convention Okay, yeah, makes sense. There is going to be between 10 to 15 vendors, if that helps put your mind at ease, with a heavy ant theme. That's pretty much as much information as I can release. KB, KB's going to be there. (laughs) I can say he's going to be here. but Like I say, a lot of it I just can't release information on Unless they've agreed for me to say that they're going to be there and put on the post or whatever, then I can't release the information on it because of privacy laws and I will get in trouble. if not completely shut down and we don't want that. Uh, we're probably going to give it another few minutes. Yeah, Mantis uh, N.I. is going to be there. Mantis N.I. is going to be there. He's absolutely awesome. He came on the show a few uh, weeks back. Was it a few weeks back or less? I don't know. Time he's so fast with me. I can't keep track of it all. Um, yeah, but he's going to be there. and He's going to have some great stock with him as well. He's got some awesome mantises, some brand new enclosures that he's going to bring along. So that's super exciting i have been told by uh, one of the vendors that he's bringing some exclusive products that will only be available on that one particular day and then he's taken them off the market and so on and so forth so that's pretty exciting as well um but yeah i'm only going to give it a few more minutes and then i'll probably call it end of the stream at 11 o'clock which is in about four minutes time uh we've also got and i know they don't mind me saying because they've started advertising it everywhere as well uh ant keepers magazine is going to be there for everyone to meet um yeah that's gonna be super exciting obviously they're a huge part of the ant keeping community uh keeping us all up to date on news and stuff so i've already had an interview with um the ant keeper magazine and they are super excited to come along and i'm I know they don't mind me saying that they're going to be there because they have just started advertising it as well any tips for a new colony or ant species i should keep right now you have Tetramorium caspatum queen te- uh, camponotus herculinus colony camponotus creotalis queen and a mimica colony so that's they're all really cool ants actually um, I will answer that in a second. All ants, okay? Um, Ant warrior, it, it's a hard one. You've got to think, what are you interested in? It's I like asking for suggestions, but what are you interested in? What kind of floats your boat? Um, do you like big ants? Do you like little ants? You've got quite a good mix there, haven't you? Um, I quite one that I've really got into lately are the Formica species. I don't know why. I always wanted Formica. I always wanted Formica rufa. um, But just the Formica genus in general are really interesting. I think they're super cool looking. Um, So, yeah, like maybe a Formica. I don't know. (laughs) It's a hard one. What sort of things interest you? Uh, All Ants UK, uh, you're asking what next species I'm thinking of keeping. Like I just said, I, I have actually added a species of formica out of my shop because obviously i sell formica on my shop and i couldn't help myself because i have wanted formica for so long so i've got myself a colony of formica at the moment um i've also got a colony of lacius flowers that i'm raising up at the moment which i'm super excited about because i've never been six i only ever tried once with flavus before i got the first workers they all died and then the queen like disappeared Literally just vanished into thin air. Like, she's not there. She's not in a pot. She's not in the test tube. She ain't there. Um, so, yeah, that was that was the end of that. Um, apart from that, like I say, it's really just the army ants that I'd like. You like fast-growing species, but some that are not too expensive. I like species that are polymorphic and not too hard to keep. Right um fidoli maybe yeah all ants uk we had the same idea at the same time if fidoli species would kind of suit that because obviously they're polymorphic they've got their majors and their minors um they grow fairly fast they're not too expensive the only thing is they're quite hard to see because they are quite small but really great colony absolutely prolific when they get going um yeah, Fidoli would be where I would be looking at that. So, loving, hold I'm not going to sing that, but you, you get what I mean. <laughs> Oh yeah, did who who's on Twi- yeah, who here is on TikTok? If you're on TikTok, look up Ants on the Rock, because we've got TikTok now, as well as uh Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Discord and this and that and Twitch and we're on everything. We're literally on everything at the moment. But yeah, so if you're on um what's it called, TikTok, give us a little follow like some of our videos, you know, it gets the channel out there a bit more. All right, so it is 11 o'clock. I'm going to call it a night. Oh, hang on. We've got a question here from Stacy. Your laciest Niger are worrying you. Seen her on her side twice and frozen sleeping a couple of times had her uncovered to move and had have now recovered as it worried me should i worry so she looks like she's like led on a side possibly sleeping um i wouldn't i wouldn't panic panic but it's not necessarily great behavior i like it's a hard one again if if you're trying to move the colony into like a new test tube and stuff yes you can expose them to the light and force them to move and stuff but i just find it so much more easier to put the 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 old tube and a new tube next to each other um Wow, that was interesting. I just saw three. Okay, Um, put the old tube and a new tube next to each other in a small like Chinese takeaway container or something and just let them move on their own. I I try not to stress them out. I try not to force anything. Um, But and then I suppose you would eventually see if the Queen's healthy enough to walk between. I wouldn't worry too much. Lasius are fairly hardy. You know what i mean if she's gonna die she's gonna die and there's not a lot you can do about it because obviously you're keeping her in the right way i know that um it's just gonna be one of those things i think but yeah right so it is 11 o'clock i'm gonna call it a night you're all absolutely amazing for signing on once again um thank you for intrepid exotics for coming on and giving us an awesome interview thank you to everyone for joining in with the show thank you for my participants in the game uh, the ant warrior and cole patrick you were both absolutely awesome running about like little mad things um that was great fun and as always a massive thank you to answer us for supporting the stream anyone else that wants to support the stream or the channel check out patreon um don't forget to check out the picnic table don't forget to check out everything else that's going on if you want to get um regular updates the newsletter comes out in fact it's going out tomorrow because I'm running slightly late but it comes out at the start of every month Uh, if you want to sign up for the newsletter you can on the website if you want to get involved in the picnic table for either an interview or a game you can do that on the website there's loads and loads of stuff on the website check it out check out like all the different drop downs because I add stuff almost on a daily basis um, and it's gonna never end it's gonna be great fun but we all know that you know um So, yeah, that's it for me for tonight. I shall speak to you all again on Wednesday. Thank you very much for signing in. Oh, on Wednesday, we have Big Ross coming on for another interview. We have interviewed Big Ross before. So if you wanted to check that one out in the previous, then it is if you go further back, you know what I mean. And you can also find it on Spotify um, and Twitch. So that's going to be great fun. We shall see you all on Wednesday. Thank you all for your great participation and your great questions and just being awesome in general. So as always from me, I will see you again soon, fans. Goodbye.